guys, welcome back to the Simple Podcast. Wow, that last episode. Y'all, were y'all shooketh? I would not use that word, but Mitch, I was impressed. You know that's my word, so just roll with it. Harry? I was I was shooketh, Jordan. Thanks. Thank you, you for You and I can be shooketh while Mitch was impressed. But. Yeah, I will never get him to say that word. But wow, we are back again. After another week. Back at it again. Back at it again with the light vans. Man. <laughs> um, uh. But yeah, this week we're going to talk about how to have a successful break. Not just Christmas break, but any break. Spring break. Spring break. Thanksgiving break. Thanksgiving break. Summer break. Yeah. Lunch this, break. No, not not lunch break, but definitely all the ones before that. Yeah, so, um, Mitchell, what do you think it takes to go have a successful break? Well, me being sort of the, the Bible nerd that I am, my first instinct says, you got to spend time reading the Bible. you got to get your time in with God. Mm-hmm. But having grown a little bit and not being a one-day-old disciple and realized <laughs> that there's more than just my instincts, I think it also requires spending time with other people who yeah. are believers, who also have committed their life to following God. Yeah. But it also requires living out Jesus's commands to love and to serve one another, mm-hmm. or more accurately, to love one another through service yeah. and demonstrate it through serving. Um, especially for me, uh, I find that, you know, while we want to stay away from personal testimony, that whenever I'm going through something, uh, a trial, a testing of faith, if you will, that something that always brings me back and gives me sauce is, you know, being able to serve somebody, you know, Mm. whether it's a large capacity or a small capacity. We really hit on this last episode with the Christmas and the spirit of servitude and giving and sacrifice. And, you know, there's something to be said for just being able to sacrifice some of your day and your time and your effort to help somebody else out, to encourage somebody, um, shout out Simple Truth Campus Ministry and their affinity for the encouragement word. But (laughs) <laughs> just to be able to encourage somebody with anything that you do, you know, that just, it it gives you a, it's like hitting a reset button on your day, if you will. Um, and, you know, I just love service. And there are a lot of, Michael Van Gendron, he loves service. <laughs> uh, big, big single guy in the Yo Pro ministry. Ladies, he's single and he's a man of God. So... And he loves service. Shout out, Mike. He's also a high school teacher that teaches math. That's a real hard job. (laughs) Suffice it to say, he's a catch. But this isn't Christian Mingle for Mike. This is Simple Podcast. This is not Christian Mingle at all. We've got Mitch. We've got Mitch. So, Mitch, when you think about service and how you've served throughout the years, what's something that maybe an obstacle that you've ran into when you've tried to serve others? I mean, I think for me, one of the biggest obstacles is sometimes it can be really easy for me to serve the people who already believe in God and who have sort of deep relationships already because wow. they are Christians. And sometimes it's not so easy to serve the the non-Christians, especially mm. if I'm back home with my family. Mm. It can be a little tough to serve them sometimes. Sure. So true. Jordan, when you go back home... Uh, what are some things that you run into maybe that you, when you try to serve others? I think kind of the same thing. Um, like not, like it's so easy to serve disciples, but like at the same time, like serving non-disciples, it's like 
okay, um, what, like, how can I serve you? Like, kind of not understanding how to do that. Mm-hmm. And, like, I don't want to say, like, what's enough, but, like, I don't know. It's kind of, it's kind of hard to define the, the line, you know? Not the line, but, like, you know, like, what's good enough. Yeah, sure. That's what I was trying to say. Yeah, there's, there's lots of stuff that can make it hard to serve, but I think the easiest way to, to get better at this or to move past this is just like it is for everything else, let's go to the Bible, let's go to Jesus and see how he does Come it. Come on. Come so on, Jesus. A wonderful example of this, probably one of the most moving, at least for me, in the New Testament is John chapter 13, mm-hmm. where Jesus washes the feet of the disciples. Sure. Fun fact, our Bible talk did that, and it was real awesome. I watched, I didn't watch Mitch's feet. I washed Mitch's feet. Yeah, if you haven't had the opportunity to do something like that, find a time, make it happen. It's a really intimate moment. It is, and it pushes you beyond <laughs> your expectations, and it pushes you beyond the boundaries that you'd expect. Yeah. Did Mitch have toe fungus at all? Um, so he was playing volleyball beforehand, so his feet oh. were a little sandy, but that's okay. Everybody's feet were. Well, I can imagine that all the disciples and the apostles' feet were sandy and dusty here in John 13, where uh, we're going to be kind of looking at Jesus' example of this. I'll go ahead and read real quick. Come um, on, narrator Perry. Start in verse 6. Um, this is when they're sitting down to eat. Uh, he came to Simon Peter, who said to him, Lord, are you going to wash my feet? Jesus replied, you do not realize now what I am doing, but later you will understand. No, said Peter, you shall never wash my feet. Jesus answered, unless I wash you, you have no part with me. Then Lord, Simon Peter replied, not just my feet, but my hands and my head as well. Jesus answered, those who have had a bath need only to wash their feet. Their whole body is clean and you are clean, though not every one of you. For he knew he was going to betray him, and that was why he said not everyone was clean. When he had finished washing their feet, he put on his clothes and returned to his place. Do you understand what I have done for you? asked him. You call me teacher and Lord, and rightly so, for it is what I am. Now that I, your Lord and teacher, have washed your feet, you should wash one another's feet. I have set you an example that you should do as I have done for you. Very truly, I tell you, no servant is greater than his master, Mm. nor is a messenger greater than the one who sent him. And, you know, I love this scripture because I feel like it just sums up Jesus's idea and just about the whole subject of serving. You know, we talk about this a lot, how, you know, put yourself in the apostle's place that you have the son of the son of God literally getting down on his hands and knees and washing your feet. Probably one of the lowest roles in society at that point in time, Mitch. Mm-hmm. Definitely. If you were the servant that was the foot washer... You were the least important servant. There was no one in the household who was less important than you. And so you just see here how Jesus puts him in this situation himself um, and gives this idea that we can just go back to in Scripture, you know, whether it's on a Tuesday or it's on a Bible talk where Jordan's washing Mitch's feet and it's just really embodying <laughs> this idea of, you know, whatever I'm going through. You know, I'm getting ready to go die and sacrifice myself so that Jordan Perry and Mitch can have an opportunity to come to me and have a relationship with me. 
you know, in the midst of all this, I'm going to wash somebody's feet. And it gave, I'm sure, I can't, I can't assume Jesus' feelings about this, but just going off of how I feel, if I'm going to do something that's serving when I'm in a time of turmoil, it's going to bring me comfort. It's going to give me a sense of solution in a way, and it's going to bring me peace. And if there's anybody out there that's going through a rough time, maybe I just, we all here just encourage you to, how can I serve? You know, how can I help somebody else get to heaven? And mm. Mitch, I don't know how you've kind of shifted your mind because you talked about, you know, running some trouble back home and everything. Um, what would have been some things that you've been able to shift out in your mind to be able to help you do that a little easier? Yeah, it's a great question. And I think that this, this scripture is really helpful in, in understanding that mm-hmm. because Jesus washes Judas's feet. Mm. And if Jesus can do that... There's nothing on the face of the earth in terms of service over a winter break, a summer break, a, a spring break, a whatever, or any time that even isn't a break. There's no reason I can't do other stuff, that I can't serve, whether it's my family or other people who aren't Christians, to serve them in a way that's sort of authentic and real. So I think getting past that, I don't want to serve them, mm. or that that they're not disciples, this sort of weird idea that, you know, maybe they don't merit it in some odd way, that getting past that, this scripture really, really helps in that way. And additionally, you know, there's, over break, we don't need to wash other people's feet. Mm. We don't need to do that. Like, don't literally wash. I mean, maybe if, they ask you to. Maybe literally, <laughs> but probably not. There's, there's this figurative element to it that it goes beyond just what's explicitly written. Yeah. But doing the things that need to be done. They're, they're Judeans. When they go into a house, they need their feet washed. So doing the things that need to be done, so laundry, dishes, whatever. Yeah. All of those are great ways to serve, even if it's just bearing your own load, you, you should do it. That's, that's, that's a perfect explanation about, you know, just because there's, there are some things where, you know, we're, we're in a break, in a holiday or something, and, you know, it's just an easy way for Satan to come and work on our hearts. Um, and I love how you were able to apply that to yourself and just break through that. Jordan, when you go back home, uh, I, I know that you made progress in this just by how you've washed Mitch's feet so well. But how have you been able to see progress in your own personal life, you know, when Mitch's feet aren't involved? (laughs) I think just by taking note of the things that my parents need, like if they haven't done the dishes yet and doing them without them asking, like kind of like a way... Just, like, seeing something mm-hmm. and, like, doing it versus, yeah. like, I'm chilling. I'm just, I'm relaxing. I've been at school <laughs> for a long time, you know. Sure. That's cool and all, but somebody's got to do it. Yeah. And it could be really encouraging and it could show that person Jesus' love. Yeah. And, like, the littlest of ways because I don't think a lot of people think of, like, acts of service as showing Jesus' love, but, like, for some people, that's the only way that they can show Jesus' love. Yeah, and I love that because, you know, 
you talk about showing Jesus' love and, you know, we look at how Jesus loves us and it's in this way where he builds our character. Mm-hmm. You know, he puts us through, he allows us to go through trials in his name and to come out on their side because he knows that they'll build our, they'll build our character. And so if you're struggling with something, maybe it's servitude, maybe it's these other things that Mitch named earlier in the podcast, you know, I would encourage you to let you know that you can do it. First and foremost, if Jesus can wash Judas's feet, if Jordan can watch, wash <laughs> both and watch Mitch's sandy dogs, <laughs> then I know Jordan's character was built through that, and I know that your character will be will be built as well. Most definitely. Um, and so that's going to be our first point on how to have a successful holiday slash lunch break. Um, <laughs> we're going to progress further into our points, um, and. We're going to talk about fellowship. Um, Jordan, when you think about the definition of fellowship, how, how, what, what is that to you? What rings in your mind right away? Okay, so when I think of fellowship, I think of like, hmm, I think of like Acts 2, honestly. Come on. <laughs> Just because like they were like in Acts 2, so, somewhere, we'll get to it. Sure. Um, it talks about how they devoted each like themselves to one another um, and they broke bread together. They just came together and spent a lot of time together doing things like worshiping and eating and stuff. And that's, I love that. I feel like they were serving. (laughs) Yeah. And they definitely were. Um, And it's hilarious that you'll bring up Acts 2 because Mitch is going to go ahead and read our fellowship scripture right here in Acts 2. He's got it right in front of him. Indeed. Uh, so Acts chapter 2, verse 42, says, They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. And I love that last part, you know, the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. And if there's a common theme with all of our scriptures, Mitch, you know, one could argue that it encompasses all of these topics that we're about to cover. And it's very much so with a lot of the scriptures in the Bible that, you know, they'll hit on one primary subject and then... But at the same time, it's just so poetic and amazing how <laughs> they'll have all these other themes in them as well. And, you know, we think about Jesus and the way he acts in our lives, and it's just so amazing to me, at least. Um, when you think about fellowshipping, Mitch, what is, have there been any obstacles or, you know, have there been any triumphs when you began to fellowship? I know early Christian Mitch is probably a little different Mitch than we're seeing now. <laughs> I want to be early Christian Mitch. <laughs> oh, you don't. <laughs> when, yes, I do. When, when you started, when, when it was early Christian Mitch, you know, what, what were some fellowship things you ran into? So I think that one of the most important things in fellowship that did not take me long to figure out, but was that you have to invest time in it, and it can't be something that you just wait for it to just randomly happen. Mm-hmm. You have to initiate, and you have to, you have to actually care. Yeah. Which it's is... It's a two-way street. Yeah, exactly. And it's that's why spending time with Christians is always, at least in my experience, 
when it's real Christians, it's really invigorating Yeah. because while you pour yourself out and you spend time and spend energy with them, you also receive back essentially the same thing. Amen. That if you're truly spending time with people who follow the commands of the Bible and who are acts to people, that first century church people, then they will do the same for you. Mm-hmm. So that is that is sort of a, a fundamental lesson. Exactly. As well as it, it also has to at some level be based in God. Mm-hmm. You know, well, well, it's great to talk about things that I'm interested in Good or point. that other people are interested in. If God is just absent and the only way that mm-hmm. we know we're Christians is we say and think we are, that's a big problem. Yeah. That that is certainly not what we have here. I mean, we have praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. Mm-hmm. Those two are are linked. They're not separate. Yeah. They're meant to happen at the same time. So those are, I think, the two most important aspects of fellowship is that you have to initiate and be invested, mm-hmm. and it has to be based in God. It can't just be based in friendship or anything else. Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we talk about spiritual growth, you know, how oftentimes holiday breaks can, you know, they're either, they're either going to make, make you or destroy you. And um, we talk about building a plan and it comes down to these times, just like Mitch said with these points, how, you know, that latter one of, you know, it has to be scripture and God based that, you know, if it isn't, then, you know, if we only really know that we're in fellowship because we're at church, you know, that's, that's where a wrinkle occurs. Um, Jordan, when you think about the ways that your fellowshipping has grown over the years, what were some obstacles that you had to break through? I think something for me was the fact that I went home for the holidays and stuff. Um, You know, even though it is kind of like a close hop, skip, and a jump, honestly, (laughs) like I could drive here from where I live, like where my parents live. But like there's sometimes when weather permits or stuff. But I love, I love technology. Amen for technology. Whenever you can just get on your phone and be like, hey, sis, how you doing? Or like you could FaceTime. And I think those are some things that I had to like realize. And also realizing that nobody's just going to like, they're not going to check up on you. Like they're not going to baby you. Like you kind of got to, you got to initiate because... If you just sit in there waiting for somebody to call you and check up on you, you're going to be real disappointed because, uh-huh. I mean, maybe somebody will. But, like, having that expectation that, like, oh, I'll just wait for um, Sally to call me. Yeah. Sally might not call you, and so you might get real disappointed. So you might actually have to call Sally. And so just like Mitch said, you have to be invested. Yeah. Right? You most definitely have to be invested. Mm-hmm. It's a two-way street. Exactly. And so... Another little sub point right here is that, you know, when you serve, you have fellowship, but going into a holiday break, it's also very wise and conducive to have a plan going in, mm. you know, having, mm-hmm. having a couple people you check in with, maybe you, you guys pick out a scripture or a Bible chapter or a book that you'll study over break, check in every day, discuss it. And, you know, it just comes down to the little things, you know, how much are you willing to do to make sure that you are well spiritually and that everybody else around you is well spiritually? And it comes down to this point of service, and it comes down to this point of fellowship, 
And also it comes down to your own personal relationship with God. You know, it's very important, just like Mitch said, that when you're having fellowship and service, you have to seek the kingdom. You have to seek and initiate spiritual topics. Without those, you know, where, where God isn't present, you know, we talk about Matthew, where two or more gathered in my name, I'm surely in the midst. If we're not gathered in God's name, then looking at Scripture, I don't know, but I'd argue that he isn't in the midst. And as Christians, I think it is very beneficial to have Christ in our midst. Amen, podcast? Amen. Amen. Thank you, guys. And so... <laughs> As we get into our third topic, uh, this relationship with God, if you will, Jordan, how is your relationship with God right now? It's a work in progress. It's a work that's in what progress. I'm, that's what I'm calling it. All it's righty. a work in progress. Mitchell, how's your relationship with God? I mean, all relationships with God are works in progress, mm-hmm. but I feel that this this time of my life is very, very fruitful in terms of developing Excuse a strong me. relationship with with God as I go deeper into the word and into all of the different scriptures, mm-hmm. seeing the incredible world that God has designed, the incredible institution of the church that God designed, seeing everything that God has created and purposed specifically for human flourishing yeah. is amazing. Mm-hmm. And then that, when it leads into effective prayer, it leads into effective worship and spending lots and lots of time immersed in the word and immersed in God's presence all combines to a very, very helpful time, I think, yeah. and allows for a ton of spiritual growth. Yeah. yeah. I think for me too, like like you said, like in this season of life, I kind of have the opportunity to do all those things because mm-hmm. I have all this time and yeah. stuff. It's just a great season. Great a, season for growing. It's a great season because, you know, the things that we do now in our lives are going to be the things that we do 20 years from now. And, you know, if you aren't in the same place that Mitch is, if you're a work in progress like Jordan is, you know, it's not out of your reach. It's not out of God's reach to help you become, you know, uh, more stable in your relationship with God or to find these these fruitful paths that Mitch describes. And, you know, personally for me, it's something that I'm also a work in progress, Jordan. I'm right there with bless you. Bless you. No, bless you. But... <laughs> I'm right there with you both. (laughs) (laughs) Mitch, of course. But, you know, we just, we love being able to get together and examine what it looks like to seek first his kingdom. Guys, I just want to throw a little disclaimer out there. None of us have our life together. We don't. None of us do. All of us are like different ages spiritually. Let's see. I think we're like two, three, and almost a year. Eight months. Well, that's close. I'm almost too. But the but common yeah. denominator here is that we all aspire to seek God's kingdom first. You see in Matthew uh-huh. six thirty three here, but seek first his kingdom and righteousness and all these things will be given to you as well. Mm-hmm. And so if, yep. you know, you feel like you're in a rough patch, if you feel like, you know, I'm not getting what I want out of my relationship with God right now, Ask yourself, are you seeking his kingdom first? Are you allowing your heart to be reached by God? Are you prioritizing that in your life? Are you having a quiet time? Yeah. Are you checking in with your friends on holiday breaks? And are you are you blessing your food? You know what I mean? These (laughs) these are all very small things, but they're indicative of the larger 
part and whether or not you're seeking God's kingdom first. Mitch, when you talk about and think about how you seek God's kingdom first on a day-to-day basis, what does that look like? I mean, I think it it partially goes back to the fellowship thing and sort of a thought I have there is just just because we have other people doesn't mean that we can substitute that for an actual relationship yeah. with mm. God. So often, especially shooketh. <laughs> so often, especially in when we're when we are young Christians, really young Christians, it's easy to yes. leech off of other people's faith. Yes. Which there's there's a there's a time for that that you need to be inspired by and learn from others. But there's also a time where you need to grow up yourself mm-hmm. and to develop your own walk with God yeah. and to really come to a little bit of spiritual maturity. Mm-hmm. So if you can't do that, it'll be really tough for you to survive as a Christian. Like if you can't have a quiet time consistently every day in prayer time, you are very much not going in the right direction. Yeah. So for me, it's having not one but two quiet times a day. One in the morning, typically, and then one Mm -hmm. in the evening, typically. Mm. And then just about any time I'm driving, Mm -hmm. it's podcasts, other Christian things, whether it be music or whether it be listening to books of the Bible on just the the Bible app and Mm -hmm. having it play, constantly immersing myself in the Word and in God's presence. That has helped me to move beyond just relying on other people's faith Mm -hmm. and sort of developing my own walk with God, Mm -hmm. and then placing God at the head of that. Mm Because I know that I could have like a successful Mm -hmm. career or something, but when we die, it doesn't matter. Yeah. We're all dead. It doesn't matter. And the only thing that really matters in the long term is, are you seeking or are you living in God's righteousness? Mm -hmm. Are you living in right relationship with God or are you not? And hearing sermons about that and seeing what the word says about it. it the Bible's not unclear on this. Mm-hmm. The Bible's painfully clear on it. Yeah. Indeed. So combining all of that together, it's it forces me. There's there's no other option. There's either I'm crazy and think <laughs> that I can do it myself, which 18 years before being Christian says I can't, or I can humble myself and obey God yeah. and abide in him, which is the path I choose. Sure. Good for you, Mitch. Yeah, no, I think that too. Like, if somebody comes up to me and they're like, yeah, I'm just not doing well spiritually. I'm like, okay, well, are you reading your Bible? No. And that's something I even had to come to the conclusion of, like, you got to read your Bible, even when it's hard. Even when it's hard, y'all, just open it up and read it. You'll probably end up crying your eyes out either way. So. And it's amazing how, you know, reading your Bible, you know, seeking the kingdom first, fellowship, service, they all work together to create a whole, you know, Father, mm-hmm. Son, Holy Spirit. They all work together to create a whole, you know, and if you're a part of a team, you have to make sure that you're doing the best part that you can do individually in order to contribute to the betterment of the team. Um, Very true. And yeah. so as we move through holiday break, as we move through, you know, this season, if you will, of spiritual trials and perseverance, um, you know, This is going to be a little bit of a shorter episode this week, but just us here at the Simple Podcast, you know, we'd like to encourage you to keep going. Um, If you have any prayer requests, we would be privileged and appreciative to pray for you and pray with you. Um, So 
feel free to reach out, out to us at simplepodcast1234 gmail.com or on Instagram at the simple pod. Um, and this was just our quick little summation of what it takes or what it could take to have a better holiday break than you've had in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, this is coming from Jordan, Mitch, and Perry. And as always, we're just very thankful and appreciative that you spent your time with us. And uh, we hope you have a good rest of your break, and we hope to see you soon. We'll uh, chat with you guys later, and hope you have a good rest of your week. Bye-bye.